the Mind for Life podcast. The Mind for Life podcast. Where your thinking can change your life. And now, here's your host, Jeff Bogazic. How would you like to learn how to run 100 marathons in 100 days? Well, we're going to hear more about that today. Welcome to the Mind for Life podcast, where we talk about how transforming your thinking can transform your life. And we explore how some incredibly successful people have done just that, how they think about success, failure, obstacles, and challenges, all for the purpose of learning how we can develop those thought patterns as well. First, let me say thank you so much for tuning in today. You are the reason for this show, and I hope it helps you in your life. I am incredibly thankful that you have given your time to tune in today. We have a really, really great show for you. And I'm going to introduce our special guest in just a minute, but I want to encourage you, if you would, stay tuned to the end of the program where I give my top learning moments, our key takeaways from today's program. So stay tuned to the end. And I would also ask you, if you would please, to click on that subscribe button on your iTunes and subscribe to the Mind for Life podcast. All right, let's get right to it. Let me introduce our very special guest to you today. His name is K.P. Kelly. He is a social media consultant with over 15 years of marketing experience. He is recognized as one of the top marketers and as, get this, one of the 100 most influential people online. So it's great to have him. K.P. has managed and helped grow over 100 brands from startups to Fortune 500 companies. However, even after having done all of that, KP is more known for his running, having completed over 250 marathons and recently completing 100 marathons in 100 days for 100 charities. KP, it is so awesome to have you with us here today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me on. Uh, let me know if there's something that I left out in that bio. Um, geez, no, I think uh, I think you got it all in there. Excellent. Um, well, let's get right into it. Uh, tell us sure. if you would, because you you've obviously gotten into running and you've done 100 uh, marathons for 100 charities. So, is that what you would say your passion in life? What is your passion in life uh, right now? Well, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was for, for quite a while. That was a project that I trained for and uh, running for 100 different charities. There was a year buildup and just getting all the charities on board and figuring out how to market the charities. So that was kind of the passion project for a long time. I finished up just a couple of months ago um, and, and kind of told people that I, I had two talents in life, uh, social media marketing, and I could run really far without stopping and a passion to help uh, nonprofits and charities. So I combined those skills to create these 100 marathons in 100 days for 100 different charities. 
um, so that I could help, uh, help other people and help some charities. So, uh, that was my passion for a while, kind of taking a break on the big passion projects for a little bit here, but, uh, I'm sure it won't be long before I, I gear up and combine some sort of, uh, physical challenge again with, uh, uh, helping a cause and charities. That is great. Now, let me ask you this. How do you get into a mindset? In other words, how did that thinking process go where you began to brainstorm this idea? Can you just share a little bit of that with us? Sure. I mean, I, so I've run marathons, uh, since I was 18 and, uh, couple of years ago, I ran across Ohio over six days. And then a year ago, I did it straight through, which took me just under uh, uh, three days. And I know some people that did that for charity. And that kind of inspired me to try to run across Ohio. So for me, the next logical step was run across the country. And I've always wanted to uh, just kind of have all my stuff with me and just run point to point across the country. But, you know, I, I work, uh, you know, 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Right. Um, and, and so being a younger person, I can't just take off three months and do that. So I created the hundred marathons in a hundred days where I can, uh, you know, travel and, and be in different cities, but still work throughout the day or often work while I'm running. Um, so yeah, n- not sure if I answered the question there. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's, in, it's Ernest, interesting to think how it did, like when you, uh, when you ran across Ohio three days, obviously you stop and go to sleep, or was it just straight on through? No, so I I ran straight through. I stopped and laid down uh, several different times for about an hour or so, um, but there was no kind of stopping and sleeping for that. Um, so that was really an entirely different challenge than right. kind of stopping every day, recovering and getting ready to do it again the next day. Right. Um, so kind of a, kind of a different challenge there. Um, but, uh, so the, the, the running across the doing a hundred marathons in a hundred days was really, um, getting used to recovering, getting used to getting up each day and putting in those miles, even though the majority of the days I didn't feel like doing it. Um, so that was, that's kind of the challenge was, you know, there's the physical part, but there's only so much you can do physically to prepare for something like that because the body can't take training to a certain extent. Like you can't go out and do a bunch of marathons in a row training. So a lot of it was mentally uh, training and preparing myself to just keep going and to, uh, which I, I tell people this all the time, not let my um, energy level or my mood dictate my effort level or my actions. And so when my mood is down, when my energy was low, training to get myself to still go through the, the, uh, the actions and keep my effort level the, the same all the time. So that was kind of the biggest challenge was to make sure my effort level was always the same. That's a great point. Um, here's a question for you. Obviously, people struggle with procrastination, myself being one of them. When you don't feel like doing something, you know you've got to do it. And obviously, the mental hurdle was a huge factor in getting up to do 100 marathons in 100 days. So do you have any tips? Do you have anything that you could say to our audience to help? How did you find the motivation or how did you, how were you able to conquer those mental demons, if you will, and get up and do what you knew you had to do? Well, I think 
I, I learned it over time, so I became more disciplined over time because it's it's a great motivational quote to say, don't let your energy level dictate your effort level. Right. And you'd put that up on a refrigerator and that's great. But what does that look like every day and how do you do it? And so I, I it's hit or miss. I was missing on that way more often early in life. And then later in life, and you know, more recently, um, I'm pretty good about that where my effort level will stay the same every day. So I think it's... Um, a lot of it is recognizing, uh, kind of being honest with yourself enough to recognize when you're a little down or when your energy is a little low, and then just forcing yourself to get out there and go through the motions, even when you don't feel like it. For me, with running, it was just setting. So I set that goal, told everybody that I was going to do it. So then I have to do it because I put it on social media. So I've got to go out and do it now. <laughs> right. And then get get myself out there that day. And once I started to get out there and start to go through the motions and run a mile or two, then I was going and then I was going to do it. So the biggest thing was just getting myself out there to start it. And I think that's kind of with with everybody and, and running is just kind of an example. But even with with work or your different tasks is just drag yourself to the start line and across the start line. Right. Doesn't matter how you feel. Just get yourself there and get yourself going. And for the most part, most of the time, once you do that, you'll do what you need to do. It's getting yourself there. It's the toughest. So no matter what what you got to do, get yourself to that start line and get yourself going. And then generally you'll you'll find the the energy to do it. Relying on motivation is dangerous because uh, you know we all love motivation and motivational quotes, but even the most motivated person in the world is more often not motivated. They're not their energy is not super high. They're not just super jacked up and motivated all the time. You can't rely on that. Otherwise we'd sit around and do nothing most of the time except when we felt motivated. Right. So you can't kind of rely on that motivation. You have to uh, force yourself to just be consistent uh, with your effort level. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying, and if, if I'm misunderstanding you, just correct me, that there's a lot of psychological tricks that you can try to uh, convince yourself or try to motivate yourself. And not to say that they're bad, but ultimately when it comes down to it, it's basically – get your butt up and get started. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to be motivated. Just get out and do it. Yeah. Sometimes we get paralyzed waiting for the right, uh, whether it's a muse or whether it's a spark or, you know, a light beam shining mm -hmm. down from heaven, that's going to kind of move us into beginning. But really it's just about getting to the start line and just start moving. So I think that's great. Um, you have had some incredible success. Okay. So you are, uh, incredibly good at social media marketing. You've got a lot of success there. Obviously you have accomplished more in running than, uh, a lot of people will ever accomplish in their life. You know, there's a very few percentage of the people that will accomplish one marathon, uh, much less one, 100 marathons. So what would you say would be the biggest key to the successes that you've had in life? Uh, I guess, and, and this will sound kind of simple, but it's just continuing to keep going and people can dissect that comment and be like, what choice do we have? But again, it falls in line with I'm hammering home on that effort level thing, but um, setting a goal and then continuing on, on it after it and continuing to put forth, the effort and doing the actions that I need to do uh, in order to reach that goal. And social media marketing, I've been doing it for so long that 
I tell people it, it's not that long. It was 2009, but back then, can you, it was difficult to convince a company that they needed a website, right. let alone social media. And my first client, I actually made a MySpace page for. No kidding. And they converted VHS tapes to DVD. So that seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. But that was really that was less than ten years ago. But what started to differentiate me in the last couple of years with social media is all sorts of people have gravitated to it. And there's people that are better at video and better at all these different things. But what I've always made sure that nobody was better than me at was that consistent action, Right. which with social media, that is just, it's huge. It's putting your posts up every day. It's monitoring it. It's making sure you like every comment from every fan and reply to every comment all the time, every day without exception. And that consistency has uh, allowed me to be successful and be successful of all the different changes that happen in social media with some different trends that come out that I'm not as good at with other people. Live video came and I, I'm not as good at that. I had to hire people to do the live video for me and I was slower to adapt, but I was consistent in all the other actions with marketing and with social media uh, that allowed me to produce results for my clients. And, and I think running I'm, I'm 6'7", 250 pounds, not a natural runner. But the thing about preparing for a marathon is it's all about consistency. It's getting those miles in every week, preparing, getting in your long runs on weekends every or every other weekend. Uh, and then and, and that's the training. And then when you're out there on the marathon, it's just a matter of of, of finishing what you started. All the training got you ready. Now you just got to go out there and just keep going until you're done. Uh, so it's kind of a similar thing with marathon running and with social media marketing that's allowed me to succeed, which is just uh, being consistent and just continuing to go with running, putting one foot in front of the other. You know, people overcomplicate marathon running and running. It's a billion dollar industry now right. and there's all this coaching and how do you do this and how do you do that? And in the end, it's just as simple as putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to keep going. Um, and with business and social media marketing, I find it's, it's pretty similar or I want to stay up to date and all the trends and want to learn all the tips and tricks and all that. But the most important attribute I have that keeps me kind of being a leader in my industry is that I just, I just keep on going, keep being consistent every day. That's great, man. That's wonderful. Let me ask you this question. What has, what would you say has been the biggest failure or the biggest obstacle in your life that you've had to overcome and how did you overcome that? What was your thinking process? How did you kind of process through that time? So this is getting almost a little personal, but it's the first thing that comes to mind when people say biggest failure. But I normally will, will think about it and then say something else. But um, I'm divorced. I was married for six years and been divorced for uh, almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people... People might look at my marriage and the circumstances of it, and they and they won't blame me um, for the divorce. They they blame her more. But either way, that's a that's kind of a failure, a, a marriage failure. And I bring that up and say that as a failure because it's it really changes. There's all sorts of dreams and goals and plans that happen as a couple when you're married. Right. And then I get divorced, and now it's just my life. Right. And some of those plans and goals kind of still somewhat fit, but they're still different. And then others, you just have to start over in a way and, and figure out what your life's going to look like going forward in those goals. And so, um, you know, I was married at age 21 and there were very, you know, at, at that age, you set your very specific goals and in no way do you imagine that 
those will be stopped or hindered or changed in any way. It's just all going to fall into place. And, and then that never happens. And so, you know, kind of creating um, a new direction um, at that point um, for myself back uh, almost 10 years ago, which led into the, the career of, of social media and um, working for myself and deciding that uh, I like that that flexibility and kind of creating that whole uh, new entire direction. It's, it's really almost like a second life and I don't even relate to that old life. Um, and so that's kind of, for me, the biggest obstacle, the biggest failure um, was a, was a relationship that didn't go as planned. And then that obstacle of, of new goals and new dreams and then pursuing those. And I think that's also helped me going forward for, you get older and all the other dreams and goals that don't go as planned and, and setbacks and, and learning to, uh, to overcome them. Did you, um, okay. So obviously when you go through a situation like that, okay, it's a, it's a, it can be a devastating time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm curious, did you have to like change your mindset or change your perspective? Did you just say again, Hey, yeah, I've been there, put one foot in front of the other and let's move on because a lot of people that went through a similar situation would just be debilitated. You know, this would just be devastated and be sidelined and wrecked for a long time. What went yeah. through your mind and how did you kind of well, like get out of that? I think so I, I say put one foot in front of the other and keep on going, but I think there's also you know, I said you can't be motivated all the time, but it's also okay to be depressed and down right. at times. Now, and, and to have a day or two or after a divorce, have a week or two or three or four where it, it does, where you do kind of just rest and relax. I had a friend once when I, it was several years ago and I don't remember all the circumstances of it, but there was something that I, I posted about on Facebook or something. And it, my basic overall premise was that like terrible day, terrible this, terrible that happened, but going to be like positive and happy. And, and a guy just replied and said something um, to the effect of, who said you weren't allowed to have a down day? Right. And I just thought about that for a moment and go, oh, wow. So I could sit here and recite quotes and think of all the different ways that I'm going to be happy today. Or I could just accept that, you know what? Today was pretty darn awful and I'm upset about it and it's going to stink. But tomorrow I'm going to get up and push on forward. And so divorce is a little different and major, major life events and a loss of loss of a loved one. Those are a little different where they you know, there, there's multiple facets to them and to a process of moving past them. But I think the quicker that you can get to a routine, the quicker that you can reset on a new goal or a new focus and have that kind of drive you so that you don't have all this idle time and that you're, there's, you know, I think having something to work towards and to push towards is huge. And so setting that and having that to push forward to, um, is is huge and then those skills learned from that you know it helps me a lot today and just in business and so i think of there are times where i've lost a client and i sit back and look at it and go i did nothing wrong i did everything right we set these objectives i met i met the objectives and and i'm still losing the client and and so that stinks so i'm going to be down and sad for that day that i lost the client i'm not going to try to force and pretend that it's Oh, it's great. No, it's, it's, you know, I lost that income. I lost that client. But then the next day, 
just start back and, hey, try to find a new client. Uh, do the best I can for my current clients. It might not be fair. It doesn't make sense. I did the best I can. Um, can't rationalize it all way, but but that's fine. I'll just keep on going and push past it. And a lot of that's learned from earlier experiences and how you overcome when a relationship doesn't go well or, or losing a loved one. And, and so some of that kind of comes into business. And it's so much easier in business because – it's just a client. Right. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. But that's uh, very, very informative. Um, I'm going to ask you this question because I think it deals some, with something that uh, you've been kind of like talking about. How do you define success? What is your definition? And when you say, when someone says success to you, what does that mean? So it's, it, you're right in that it is different for each person. And uh, I've been talking a lot about this and kind of seeing a lot on Facebook. Um, in my industry of social media, and then especially with the online influencers and mm-hmm. the gurus and the lifestyle coaches, they push this image of success. Right. They make you think you have to work for yourself and be an entrepreneur. Right. And that you have to have all this freedom and that you have to sacrifice all of your todays for tomorrow. You have to work. 20 hours a week and never see your kids, but it's okay because you're going to end up having all this passive income. For it's going to come in. And, the passive income is going to come in. Right. Right. And so that's what, and they want you to have that. That's your success. And then people start to, and for some people it is for some people that is what success and that generally is, but for most people it's not. And for me, it's difficult for me to put into words what success is because for me, it's being content, which right. doesn't mean, uh, and truly content. Um, it doesn't, which doesn't mean not still having goals and things I want to push for, but just being very content with what I have and where I am and being at peace with what I have and where I am. It was within the last couple of years that I got to a point where there isn't anybody in the world that I would rather be than myself. Right. And so no, you said, if you told me to, you know, trade, you know, you could be Tom Brady and like, no, I want to be me. It doesn't mean I don't, you know, I would like to, to be a great quarterback and win Super Bowls and, you know, all, but I'd rather be me. I, I want to be me. And so that, that's kind of a, a first step, I think, in success. And then the next level to kind of a, a level of success that I'm, I'm not at is having my life and lifestyle be one that I wouldn't really want to trade places with anybody else. And it doesn't mean that I don't recognize that that guy's got a bigger home or that that's a nicer car and sure it would be nice to have, but it's being at peace and content with the lifestyle and with work and how that's going and with a relationship. And so kind of having all of those things and they don't all have to be perfect. And there's some sort of mathematical formula to success for each person. And I think you just know it. If you're honest with yourself, you know it when you're there. And for me, I'm not at that level of success. I want to be, you know, there's, cause you got to, there's relationships and friendships and, and your work and, and your lifestyle. And there's some kind of combination of all of that, that it gets to a point where you're like, this is the success that I've, that I've reached and that I've wanted. Um, and I think it's different for, for each person. Some people, they, they do get a, a huge portion of their success is work related. Some it's financial related. For some, it's just all about their family and their children. And for most people, it's a it's a, a combination and percentages of, of all of that. Um, and, and for me, it's it's just being content and being at peace with who I am and then where I am at life and all the different major areas of life. Um, 
and I, I think some of those I'm successful with and, and some of those, uh, some of those I'm not, you know, you rattle off the running and so that's a right. success there. And then, you know, what I do for a living and I'm, you know, I'd like to think I'm one of the better ones at it. It's easy sometimes to think then that that is super successful because both the things I mentioned are kind of in the public eye, right? right like if right. I'm good at social media, then I have a little bit of a brand for myself and I, I get some awards for it when I'm doing all this running, you know, there's, there's photos of finishing and people doing news stories on it, but that's just a profession. And then that's just a hobby that I'm good at. Right. That's all that is really. Um, so I've got success in those two things. And then there are other areas of life where, where I'd like to experience more success. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. The idea of contentment, because mm -hmm. we live in a culture that basically says, don't be content. And they're always right. throwing stuff at us to tease us or to say you, I mean, that's the nature of marketing and advertising, right? You can't live without our product. And this is really what's going to make you content. But to be able to feel, I guess you could say, maybe comfortable in your own skin and be happy with where you are is a really great, great thing. And I, and I appreciate that answer. Well, and I think one of the reasons why that's such a, a huge industry is the helping people get content, helping people is because they can never get there right. when they're chasing it that way. Yeah. So there's always more videos, always more books they have to read because they're pursuing a moving target that isn't even their own target. It's somebody else and somebody else's definition of success that changes so you can never get there so you keep chasing it yeah it's it's kind of funny because uh if if that wasn't the case a lot of people would be out of work <laughs> right yep okay great um well do me a favor if you would i appreciate the time that you've taken with us tell us uh where our listeners can find out more about you, maybe share a resource that has been helpful sure. to you, a book or something like that. And uh, that would be great for us. So uh, they can go to kpkelly.us or follow me on Twitter at kp underscore Kelly. In full disclosure, I'm going through a little bit of rebranding right now where okay. I'm um, putting less of my uh, focus on my personal brand and, uh, there's a, a new company name coming out that I've incorporated. And so doing some, some shifting there that people will see, but Twitter is kind of my most active social network. Um, so it's, uh, at KP underscore Kelly okay. and then, uh, website KP Kelly.us, um, which right now just takes you to my Twitter. Uh, but we'll have some, uh, website, more information up there. Uh, my tip for, you know, kind of resource for people for, books and information is going to be taking, I'm going to take this question a little bit outside of the box uh -huh. and basically give more of a suggestion. It's kind of what I follow is I look for a lot of different podcasts um, and a lot of different books from a wide variety of people. And I generally, now people should listen to all, every episode of your podcast, right? but in general, I tell people, listen to a wide variety and don't get stuck on one particular person that you read their books and listen to their podcasts. Um, so whatever, so with me with social media, it's there's nonstop podcasts and, and people popping up all the time, right. but um, find different people and listen to different people. And some of them, Hey, you'll start to read a book. You'll start to listen to a podcast and realize it's not for you or you don't find them credible and, and that's okay. But there are plenty out there that you'll like and connect with and take in a lot of the information. Cause we're at a time where just, information's flying at us and everybody has their own views and 
and opinions and the information that they give is slanted towards their views and opinions. So take in as much as you can from a wide variety of people. And I've been enjoying that just sitting down and, and, and uh, checking out Google and just typing in what I'm looking for. And I'll scroll down to the second or third page and find somebody who I haven't heard of and listen to their podcast or read their book to get a slightly different perspective um, and, and get a little bit more information. So that's kind of my, uh, it's kind of, kind of what I've been doing, uh, lately instead of just sticking to, uh, to a couple of podcasts or, you know, books from the biggest gurus. Right. Right. And I think that's great, right. To be able to experience a diversity of perspectives, that doesn't mean you give up on your values and what's important, but to be able to see what other people are saying. And sometimes I think, you know, I was reading a book about the algorithms of social media and how those things Mm -hmm. kind of force feed us stuff on our news feed that's kind of fits with what we like and what we typically read and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, reinforces the same perspectives. And we're in a difficult position because we, if you don't, if, if the, if the news feed just gives you the stuff you like and doesn't give you any alternative views, it's very difficult to kind of get different perspectives. So that's a great point to be able to search for something beyond what you're used to and to gain a diversity of perspectives. And I appreciate that. Well, KP, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great to have you. And uh, we will have all the links in the show notes afterwards. And uh, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right, before I give you my top learning moments from today's podcast, let me just say how much I appreciate our sponsor for this podcast, Bluehost.com. Bluehost is a web hosting service, and if you are looking to start a website or a blog or a podcast, I would encourage you to take a look at Bluehost. Their technical support team is incredibly helpful and beneficial. Their user interface is easy, and we use them here at Mind for Life. They host our website and podcast, and we would appreciate if you would give them a look. You can find them right on our website, mindforlife.org, and click on the link at the top for a very, very special offer. Now, Let me take you to my top learning moments from our incredible conversation with KP Kelly. First of all, KP told us that success for him is contentment. We live in a world today that is constantly bombarding us uh, with advertisements and messages that say in order to be content, we need to have this. We need to use this product. We need to have this much money in our bank account, etc., etc., etc. And for KP, success is really about uh, learning how to be content and at peace with what we have and with where we are in life. And I think that is just great and wonderful. And I would encourage you that if you can get your definition of success to be focused on being content with what you have, with where you are in life, you will find that life will be more beneficial, that life will be happier, and that you will feel more fulfilled. And the second thing that I think we learned today that is incredibly important is the key to accomplishment is really dragging yourself to the starting line, getting started, and keep 
ongoing. Consistent effort is everything. And many times we think we need some type of motivational speech or some type of quote or something, not to say those things aren't bad because they are good and they do provide motivation. But really, there will be times when we will not feel motivated to do something. And really, what we need to do is drag ourselves to the starting line. Imagine running 100 marathons in 100 days and you get to day 72. How do you get up and get going? You drag yourself to the starting line, you put one foot in front of the next, and you just keep going. Some really great words, some really great lessons. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time.